0: Joined by Mr. Drew Olson. Drew, how you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? What's going on?
1: I'm living the dream. It's going to be springtime out here, it's getting warm, days are longer. Timbers are back. Oh, I don't know what else there is in life.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh it's been beautiful in DC this week as well. After it snowed not too long ago. So it's it's spring again. spring has sprung, as they say.
1: Look at you being clever. Mm. Look at you. So on today's episode. Uh, we have a very special guest from the Sunshine State, Abelardo Maniola. Did I say that last name? Huh. I, I'm pretty sure I did not. I'm pretty sure I butchered, butchered it. You butchered
2: the hell out of that.
1: I butchered the hell out of it. I just asked you two seconds ago.
2: But Abelardo, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. It's Molino. Mol- Molino. Oh, Molina, I'm, right? I'm sorry. Oh, Molina. With yeah. An a. Oh,
0: yeah. Sorry. Yes. Molina was the player for Orlando yes, City. Yes. That's why <laughs> I think I
2: got yeah. confused.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Well, thank you very much for coming on. Much appreciated. Yep. Uh, How are you doing this fine Monday?
2: Oh, it's a nice, fun Monday. Um, I'm actually coming to you guys uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, really? uh, A few hours ago for the USA game tomorrow. Oh,
0: you're going to the game? Very
2: cool. Whoa,
0: that's awesome.
1: Hope you enjoy disappointment and mediocrity.
2: That's all we got (laughs) these days. Yeah.
1: While we're talking, can we talk about. If the Timbers did not, or MLS as a whole, did not pretty much recognize the international window this week, we would have been boned.
0: Well, did you hear that the teams got to choose if they played during the international break? So, like the games this last weekend, there were three games.
1: So the teams got to choose if they went to play or not?
0: Yes. So the league went to the teams before the season and said, Do you want to play during the international breaks? Most teams said no. But there were a few that did. Like for DC United, for example, I think it makes perfect sense because they don't have really any national team players. I guess Steve Birnbaum. Um, like why a team like Dallas would do that, I'm not entirely sure because they have so many international players. But I guess it didn't matter. Uh, but, yeah, so the, basically the league gave the teams the option to play on the international break, if not.
1: Oh, That's super convenient because, I mean, we had, what, six players? Seven, maybe? We had Adi... Three Jamaicans, Nagy. Magby. we had five, five. I think that's
0: it. Yeah, five. I mean, that's, like that's a lot, though.
1: But that's like every one of those players right now is in the starting lineup.
0: Well, except for except for Maddox. But yeah.
1: You, maybe Steve. But yeah, it's true. He's a sub one, but yeah. Still, we probably would have been a. Uh, but if the other four were to be gone and we didn't have Maddox, then we're in a very sticky situation.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad uh, we got the that the injury break the break.
0: Yeah, off. I think it was a wise choice. Uh, did you guys see? So I'm, I'm guessing Abelardo watched. Uh, what do you guys think of Nagby in that horrific Guatemala game the other night? I thought he was the only bright spot.
2: I actually missed the game um, okay. due to work. I actually Good uh, was, Good was, was working that, that night, and uh, due to bad weather in Florida, I actually got in late. So I missed the game, but uh, I read all the news articles afterwards. And that's pretty much the idea that I got from it was – it was basically a not-so-great performance, but (laughs) the highlight kind of seemed to be uh, Thurlington Nagby.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but Alejandro Bedoya, apparently has got a knock coming off. He's questionable for tomorrow's game. If he's not starting, I don't know how you don't put Nagby in the lineup, especially after that performance because he was the only right spot. Yeah, I mean, I think –
0: I think Nagby has earned a start, mostly because everybody played so terrible. I mean, I'm I'm at the stage where I just want to blame Klinsman for everything. That's fair. But, uh... And I... I'm, yeah. I'm not apologetic about that.
1: Did you see his interview today, too?
0: Did he, he throw more players under the bus? Because that's he, mostly he what he's been doing. He threw more
1: players under the bus. He literally said that he played nobody at a position. Yeah, I'm, really, I'm looking at it and started laughing. I don't quite understand where... He thinks people play in their club, but either way, we saw six players out of position in the Guatemala That's game. like,
0: that makes me question whether he even watches them.
1: Which right? he must, right? He, I don't know.
0: That's literally <laughs> maybe, his job.
1: Maybe he doesn't have cable.
0: I can't. Can we talk about the Timbers? Because I just, the U.S. national team. Well, hold on. Makes let's just run through this. Right
1: <laughs> so, um, Nagby, you know, he came in for the second half of the USA lost to Guatemala. Um, Audi was called up. He did not make the 18 for uh, Nigeria. Uh, Powell played the 90 for Jamaica, and Maddox and Taylor were subbed in. So that's the quick run of uh, our internationals for this week.
0: Yeah, all looks. Um, I'm not going to lie, I didn't even realize until I was watching the game that Taylor had been called up. I guess yeah. I still haven't gotten used to him being a timber yet. Um, so that was, that was good. They, I think they tied Costa Rica, which is a good result, I think. for. Yeah,
1: no, Jamaica's, I mean, in the past, but since... They failed out of uh, the 14 World Cup. They've really turned it around. They're quite a quality team in Cap now.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe
1: just because the USA looks so crappy right now, and that's why they look so good, but I mean, they beat us in the Gold Cup. And they did it pretty convincingly, so.
0: Yeah. I was so talking about Guatemala a little bit. They, I didn't realize this, that during the Gold Cup they lost to both Trinidad and Cuba Yep. this summer. Yep. And we how do we and they lost to, at home to trinidad earlier yes. this year in world cup qualifiers you know it's it's, it's embarrassing just, yeah it's embarrassing. it's embarrassing all right are we are we can we stop
1: yes we uh, can switch <laughs> on to different things <laughs> let's
0: now. let's talk we about our wonderful it. guest
1: abordo how about you tell us a little bit about yourself
2: yeah um like it said uh i'm originally from oregon uh, from the northeast part of the state from a town called hermiston uh, gotta get those
0: watermelons. I'm not, yeah, that's I, 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 all I know about Hermiston is growing up. Man, we always get those watermelons.
2: Yeah, definitely home of the of the watermelons out there, famous Hermiston melons. Um, but yeah, that's where I grew up. Uh, I then went off to college out at Purdue University in Indiana, um, and up. then I became and uh, yeah, boiler up. And then I became an airline pilot. And I've lived in several cities across the country throughout my career uh, with my most current uh, base being Orlando, Florida, where I've been for the past about 14 months.
0: Awesome. Well, and I just would throw in there that it's funny that you're in Columbus now because that is where uh, you and I met for the Columbus game. Not
2: Were you at the final in Columbus? No, I was not at okay. the final. I was just at the regular season match. Yeah, so yeah.
0: that's where we met. Yeah. Um, which was cool, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I <laughs> brought up the Hermiston watermelons then, too. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it pretty was... pretty sure you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I guess that's sad. That's just all I know about Hermiston. But I, I'm <laughs> excited to learn more. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to add? Oh, just that it was, it was cool to meet you there, and it was funny because, you know, how many people would you say that we had at that tailgate? I don't know, like
2: 15, 20? I'd probably estimate, yeah, somewhere around the 20-ish range. Yeah.
0: It was a good crew, but it was it was pretty yeah. wild that, you know, about a month later we had 2,000 people there. Right. So too, too bad you couldn't make that one. But, uh, yeah, so, I and I instantly, I don't, did I bring up the podcast uh, then? Because I in, instantly, I was like, oh, this guy's from Orlando, needs a Timbers fan from Hermiston. Better, better lock this away. He's gonna come on the podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think you mentioned the podcast to me until yeah afterwards. I try to build
0: a rapport before weirding people out and telling them (laughs) I have a podcast.
1: Is that that how you open things up at the bar? You're
0: just like, hey, hey, babe, you want to hear my podcast? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That works out great. Yeah, Uh, I have a girlfriend. Uh, Anyway, thanks for having that intro. (laughs) All right, so let's talk uh, Abelardo. So, uh, so you mentioned you're from. So, what? Tell us your history with the Timbers. Um, Did you grow up watching them? Have you been to games at Providence Park? What's your What's your story relating to the
2: Timbers? Uh, My story is, I mean, uh, growing up, going through high school, um, I knew of the Timbers Uh, from my soccer coach. He used to be a Timbers fan. Um, but I had never really seen any of the games, had never really followed uh, uh, the league they were in back in the day. Um, I just pretty much knew they existed. Um, And then it wasn't until they joined the MLS that I actually attempted to follow them. Um, But, of course, at that time, once they joined MLS, I was already off in college out at Purdue in Indiana. And, well, back in those days, because of the lack of TV coverage, uh, with MLS, I wasn't really able to catch more than maybe one or two games throughout the season, which was usually the Portland versus Seattle game that would usually get televised. Um, so even then, it was kind of hard for me to um, like really follow the Timbers. Um, so again, I was just kind of one of those things of, you know, I, I'd be out there telling people, yeah, I'd go Timbers, even though I had a really hard time like following what was actually going on with them because I couldn't actually see them. Um, But it actually wasn't until last season um, that I moved into Orlando, um, and I moved to Orlando right as uh, uh, they got their MLS expansion team, Orlando City. Uh, And that's really when I was able to really get into MLS, follow them a lot more, especially with the new TV deals uh, that came along with uh, last season. Um, So I was able to follow the Timbers more. Um, and last season was actually the first time I actually got to uh, witness the Timbers live in action. Oh awesome. um, My first Timbers game was actually um, Orlando City at Portland. There you go. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, that that kind of turned out to be uh, um, my first game. Um, my brother, who bought me uh, tickets in the Timbers Army section for that game, I remember when he initially bought them, he was kind of looking at me funny, um, kind of wondering what my reaction was going to be. Yeah, who
0: you going to support? <laughs> yeah,
2: who was I going to support? Um, so it's almost as if he was kind of testing my loyalty at that point. Um, as a no, good yeah. brother should do. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, but yeah, I flew back to Oregon for that weekend, specifically for that game. Um, and then, yeah, we road tripped it to Portland. Um, and then uh, he showed me the... The, the van outside where they sell scarves, so yeah, that's where I bought my first uh, Portland Timbers Army scarf awesome. uh, and had my first experience in the Timbers Army, which at that point I had, I'd say probably about three or four Orlando City games under my belt. Um, and I was actually impressed with the way Orlando has come around as a, as a soccer city Uh and especially how um, the inaugural game they actually sold out the Citrus Bowl over 62,000 fans for an MLS game I was pretty impressed
0: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, but I mean when when I actually went to Providence Park Providence Park uh, impressed me even more um, because I had never seen uh, I had never seen an entire end line um, just pretty much singing, chanting in unison um, as the Timbers Army did because I mean out in Orlando yeah you have the whole end line which is designated supporters but really the only two middle sections are the diehards that they are yeah. flag singing everybody on the on the outskirts they're I mean they're standing but they're not really chanting in unison with uh, the main diehards yeah. which that was something that really stood out to me out at Providence Park Uh Uh, But, yeah, that was my first Timbers Army experience, and uh, funny, a few weeks after that was my first away day, um, which I actually flew up to New York City uh, for the NYCFC away day.
1: Oh, Um, awesome.
0: I was at – Kyle didn't make to that one, but –
1: That was when I had
0: a sick dog issue. Did we – we did beat in New York, did we? I don't think we met. Yeah, I don't remember that. There there were more people at that one, so – yeah. It was more probable that we wouldn't have necessarily met. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, and then was the next one Columbus.
2: Uh, so the next one was Columbus, was the next away day I did, and then I also did the home game. It was the Western Conference semifinal game against Vancouver at Portland. Yeah. Um, so I actually made it to four games last year, two home and two away.
1: Not too shabby. Awesome.
0: And you're you're an airline pilot, right? So does that right. afford you easier transit opportunities, I would imagine? Pretty
2: much. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, that's kind of how the New York City game kind of came about. That was yep. literally a spur of the moment. I woke up that morning. Um, I hadn't even realized. The, I had completely forgotten the Timbers were playing that night, that specific night.
0: You woke up in Orlando, and you were like, oh. I guess I'll go to this game in New York.
2: I go to New York City. City, No big deal. (laughs) I actually woke up in Jacksonville that morning because I was out there for an event uh, the night before. And I woke up in my hotel room, just checked Facebook. Someone had posted on the East Coast Platoon site that they had an extra Timbers Army ticket for the New York City game. So then I just Googled the game. I was like, oh, hey, they kick off at 7 o'clock tonight. I looked at the clock. I'm like, it's 8 a.m. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, hey, I wonder if I can actually find a flight. So I messaged this guy on Facebook to see if he still had the ticket available. He messaged me back probably no more than a minute later saying, yes, the ticket was still available. Um, So then we started making arrangements on uh, how to get the ticket and how uh, for me to pay him for the ticket. And, yeah, it was basically uh, I jumped out of bed got hopped in the shower, went and grabbed breakfast, got in my car, checked out of the hotel, drove back to Orlando uh, just in time to uh, grab uh, uh, my Portland uh, scarf and a Portland shirt, drove to the airport just in time to catch a a flight to New York City, got to New York City at 4 o'clock, got on the train, went to uh, Yankee Stadium, got there just in time for kickoff. Wow.
0: That is epic.
1: Travis? (laughs) Travis Hefner, if you're listening to this, he put your uh, he put your Pittsburgh to uh, New York, or no, to New England road trip to shame. I mean, he would flew same day. That's impressive. I props to you, man. That's epic. Yeah,
2: and the flight was full too, going to New York City. But yeah, because of the fact that I am a pilot, um, I do get access to the the cockpit jump seat, which is where I was stuck on that flight up to New York City. <laughs> so You weren't even so, yeah. in like a real seat. <laughs> right. I was just cooped up in a little. Uh, extra cockpit seat, which is not the most comfortable. I mean, you think those economy middle seats are uncomfortable. I mean, this is um, even more uncomfortable than that. Um, but, yeah, I was cooped up there for that two-and-a-half-hour flight. And But, yeah, it, it was fun as I was pretty much telling, uh, telling the story to the pilots that, yeah, I just woke up that morning in Florida and decided, hey, I'm going to come catch your flight, see if you guys will give me a ride <laughs> to New York City.
0: That's so cool.
2: That's not too the- shabby. As they're asking me, well, yeah, how long are you going to stay in New York City? I'm like, just tonight. I'm going for a game. I'm going to fly back tomorrow morning. <laughs> which is, yeah, uh, exactly what happened. Not too shabby at all. So how
0: about we dive into the Timbers? Sound good? Well, Sounds we good. have to make, make him pick a favorite first. Which right. which which away day was your, your favorite? No home games here.
2: Well, I would probably say... I mean Columbus was fun and everything but I would probably have to pick New York City just because of the way that all came about yeah. because it that's was basically story. my spur of the moment um, trip yeah that's a good choice
1: also also, I think I know why um, Ishmael Yardley, Yardley played that, that guy played in the New York City FC game and we won so you know it's true. Yeah,
0: Spria scored his first goal yep well, I mean, although we won in Columbus as well, but anyway. Yeah,
1: but no Ishmael.
0: No Ishmael. That's true. So, Abelardo, every game that you've been to, the Timbers have
2: won. Is
0: that right? Oh, no, they well, lost
2: to Orlando. Yeah, they yeah. lost Orlando, and then they tied Vancouver. Oh, that's right. A, a, a tie that felt like a win, but yeah. 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 But every away day that I've been to, we won. There you go.
0: No more games for you at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick
2: to away days. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So we, it's been two games since we last spoke. Uh, we played San Jose in San Jose to a 2 and a loss uh, between a cheeky Wando Wando goal and just an absolute something else from Quincy Ameriqua, and then Jack Mack pulled one back in the last three or four minutes of that one. Uh, I'm pretty sure the consensus on that game, that was just kind of crappy game. Field conditions were bad. We didn't play our best. And what happened,
2: what happened.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, I thought we played pretty well in that game. I, I did not. I, I really did not. Yeah, you, were, you went on a Twitter Twitter storm there.
1: I was... First of all, <laughs> I shouldn't say I was pissed. I mean, I thought our defense was just absolute subpar. I thought Valentin was not up to snuff at all. I thought the field condition sucked. I didn't see much Lincoln play in the midfield. And we couldn't break down San Jose's defense because we don't have a formula to do that yet. And, you know, they bagged goals. Or the first one, the, the Wando goal is just clinical Wando. It's what he's going to do, and we didn't mark him in the box, which was very foolish. And then I, I know that America, that AmeriQuad goal could have been prevented. There wasn't enough pressure on him, even though you know, 9 out of 10 times, no one's going to make that shot. I don't know. I thought it was an overall crappy game.
0: Yeah, well, I'll start by kind of agreeing with you on that second point, which is... It was an incredible goal by Ameriqua. That said, if Corse is in position, yeah. that shot never gets close, right? So, yep. Corsay almost that, saved it, it, despite being at the... He was outside his now. own 18 when Ameriqua took possession of the ball. Was he outside his
1: 18? Was he that far out? I he
0: was, was, like, like I'm almost... Yeah, I haven't watched it in a week or two, but I'm pretty sure I saw... He was either, but like, was at far. the 18 or far very far out. And not... didn't backtrack very quickly. Uh, and then, you know, Ameriqua placed it perfectly, and of course, they still almost made it, but if he, if Corse sees that we've lost possession and gets back a little closer to his line in time, then, yeah, would have been a problem. you know, he still has to make a stretch, but, but shouldn't do it, and
1: also, I still feel like, even from, like, I'm pretty sure it was Taylor and Valentine were right on him, and, like, I still feel the pressure from them, too, like, it's, it wasn't a good situation.
0: Yeah, I mean... Honestly, I thought the defense on that play was okay because there was Borchers there. He was surrounded on the only. He, yeah. Merkwa had two options there: dribble to the corner flag and wait for his teammates to come so he could pass to them, or shoot it. So in a way, they were daring him to shoot it. They should have because you, if you, want, want, you're not I thinking, mean, that yeah. shot goes in one in a million times. Uh, let me let me give you your favorite segment, Kyle, which is. First of all, where Drew mentions American Soccer Analysis, the best MLS website. The second part is where is it brought to you by American Soccer Analysis. <laughs> so you can just plug yourself in like yourself. You know what? We do use it. American Soccer Analysis to host our podcast. So literally true. Uh, <laughs> so let me throw this out here. So we do our expected goals. So basically, as you know, every shot is worth X amount, right? So if you take a shot from where Quincy Americois took a shot. With his right foot, the odds of that going in, that's, you know, are obviously not this high, but for the sake of an example, one in ten, say. So that's worth one-tenth of a goal. So we add those up. The values of each shot vary depending on if they're from across, if they're with your head, if you're with your right foot, left foot, etc. Sure. So, so far this season, the Portland-San Jose game is the biggest gap in expected goals, Uh, Worse for a home team, so San Jose, based on the shots they took, were expected to score about .77 goals, and they scored two. Portland was expected to score (laughs) 1.8, and we scored one. So it's the biggest difference. It's the worst performance for a home team uh, in MLS this season. So we outshot them eight to uh, sixteen to eight. Every like based on all the shots in this game, Portland. Far outplayed them. Now,
1: yeah, yeah, that definitely seemed apparent. Like when you look at it aesthetically, that that pretty much points exactly to what I'm about to say. That after they get that first goal,
0: they start to pack it in, and we just kind of dominated the play. Yeah, I mean, well, you're absolutely right. So a lot of that is game state, right? So we were down two goals, and they were more than happy to sit back and just absorb the pressure. And
1: public now, I feel that if you could park the bus. The timbers can't break you down.
0: Yeah, well, and it helps when you have a field that's you know underwater and yeah, there right. were a lot of a lot of things going against us. That said, I thought the performance was 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 not tar- terrible. Abelard, did you did you see that game? You have any thoughts on that one?
2: Um, actually, that that game I missed as well. You saw America's goal though, right? Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw all those highlights. So.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I I don't know what else there is to say about that game. It's just. Oh, no, really I mean, it was a crappy, no good,
1: rainy day. That's really what it comes down to. I I, for...
0: I do. I will say that I think your your Twitter rant was a little. <laughs> you were probably just feeling it in the moment. No. But I mean, like I I, I I. think
1: I was just pissed at the fact that, and I know and hindsight I think I calmed down after, but like.
0: No, I, I'm not. I, mean, I was just. had so funny. many shots. It was very like, enjoyable to read.
1: <laughs> I, I think it it just pisses me off that like. We can be so clinical around the box. And yet, so, you know, we're going to have, because again, this is becoming widely known that if you can get up one goal and park the bus, you can pretty much almost guarantee yourself a draw if you're an away team or an opposing team.
0: Yeah.
1: And the fact that we can't figure that out when we are good enough to, to, we can just crush, we we can suffocate a team into their 18 yard box. And we can't do anything about it. Like, we can't capitalize, you know. And then, we were talking about second, but RSL, I mean, once we do that, like, we can pin you into the 18 and then you can still score on us. I don't know. Wando's going to
0: Wanda. Wanda was one of the best goal scorers and yes, yeah, it's not, yeah I'm not saying that, history. but it's,
1: like, it's just very frustrating. It's that AmeriFall goal like,
0: is super lucky. Corusay, I mean, I could go to another rant about how bad I think Corusay is, but that's for another day. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, he got called up, too. So that's six. Oh, you're right. Get, get caught up good point. That's six. He didn't play, though, either. He did not play. No.
1: He did get called up. Did... Uh, he, again, I mean, are you confident. Completely going off top again. Are, you, are we confident in Gleason as the number two? Because he will probably get called up more frequently now that he's kind of patched up bridges with Ghana.
0: I've always liked Gleason. I always thought Gleason was pretty good. Me, too.
1: I really, I've really. I've kind of was expecting him to be the starter after Ricketts because we kind of always saw that writing on the wall last year but I mean, I mean I'm mean, i confident
0: with him I mean I wrote about this I mean he's been the he Jake Gleason has been with the Timbers since before we joined MLS yep. uh, if I'm him like I'm if, it, if he doesn't get a chance soon then I'd be pushing for a move to do it because I think he is at least deserving of a look as a starter yeah, I agree with that. Um, maybe he's. I mean, this season we're going to have Open Cup and uh, yeah, we'll Champions League, team. so he'll probably get some more more chances. But but yeah, I think it's absolutely absolutely time. So we'll see. You want to talk about that uh, crazy Salt Lake game?
1: Yeah. So let's move on to that one. Uh, again, you know, started off with the Kwarze fall, Joao plot to free kick, in which you know. Kawarze yeah.
0: Did I a mention that early. I don't think Kawarze is very good?
1: Yeah, you, you meant, you've been passing. You mentioned
0: a Like again, he <laughs> completely misplaced. He ju- he was just. mid-air when the yeah. ball was hit. He yeah. had jumped in place in the air in the run-up. To, like you can tell, Zoualpont
1: like, oh. did not even like. F- he's like casual as you like, just a bang
0: goal. Yeah, I mean, what it was is that Morales. Everyone expected Morales to take the free kick because that's he usually he does. does. Sure. And cor- nobody more than Corsay. So Corsay jumps to his left as as uh, Morales steps over the ball, and then uh, Plata runs up behind him, and Corsay's still in midair, so can't change direction. He just puts it – Not a, it wasn't even well taken. It was, it was just not, it was around the wall, uh, right pretty much where Corsay was a second ago, and it's just – Bad goalkeeping, in my opinion.
1: Yes, we agree with you. Um, so yeah, this game, on top of that, was a lot more crazy. So uh, it was two two draws. We all know. Uh, so Portugal, two different, or almost two and a half uh, solid red cards. We had Beckerman with a studs up tackle on Adi. or the Audi or Nagby? Uh.
0: Probably Nagby. I thought I it think was you. Chara, but I could be
1: somebody. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then that was in the 34th minute, and then there was a um, Olave red in the 80 somethings on Adi in the box, and that was a penalty, so yeah. Adi with another brace. That should be shocking to anybody by now. Yeah. And then somebody got
0: suspended from the disciplinary, disciplinary committee. Burrito Martinez. Was it Burrito Martinez? Best name so, in MLS.
1: Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're down three players in this one game, which I mean – I kind of feels like a victory for the Timbers just because, well, fuck RSL,
0: but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's dive into a little bit. I mean, I want to talk. So There's a lot of things to the, talk about the second, but we talked about the free kick. We're up a man, and we're full on attack. Clearly the, going in the for 35th the win. Minute
1: we're up a man, down a goal, and we are putting them back into the eighteenth again, and nothing's coming from it again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we're going to the uh, the second goal. Uh, so essentially.
0: It was a pretty shoddy clearance from Forgers, which is you know, yeah. Very I mean, it wasn't. It an wasn't even quite a clearance. It was like he geez, headed man. it into him. Yeah, it was. He uh, was so, trying to pass it. He wasn't like trying to. Yes. Clear. It was like that was
1: to Mosiffian, and he just you know took off and boom, that can go.
0: Yeah, which which is
1: that's a, again that's an anomaly. That's not going to happen. Right, like, I
0: don't I don't that's a, think not. that's something to be super worried about, necessarily, because we're down a goal, we're chasing the game. Orchards isn't going to make that kind of mistake, usually. Now, it is it is a situation where only, you almost think, like, if anyone's going to make that play, then it is going to be Jermaine Taylor behind him, because Ridgewell, Orchards, even Taylor... These are not fast guys, they're gonna catch so up on a not breakaway. In the center back position. Yeah. That's the opposite of what we are. So it was kinda like once he was away, he was away. And he was
1: surprisingly I mean, it could be in comparison, but he was quite fast. Like yeah, like and he he's old gone. too.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's a tough goal to give up. But, you know, knock on wood, I don't see that happening much this season. You know, some people are like, Oh, it's because Ridgewall's out. I, the, if Ridgwell's on the field instead of Jermaine Taylor, that, that goal still happens, no doubt about it.
1: Eduardo, um, anything to share on here?
2: Uh yeah, I don't really have that many comments on the RSL game.
1: Uh, it was Fair bad. enough. <laughs> but again, like this is the frustrating part. Like they're up. T- I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was very. I had no confidence during to get back in the game because. I mean, RSL was already packing it in, and we couldn't break them down. Now we're down two goals, and they did the same thing again. And we just couldn't – after – so we're, there was a solid, what, 15, 12 minutes where we had two-man advantage and we couldn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Addy got the – you know, the – off the – because I forget who brought, put the well, shot
0: in. Well, off we – let's see. Technically, we we were up one man, and then Addy got his first goal. Yes, but I
1: mean, first of all, that was, that was a goal that was it felt to him very luckily. Like I think it was either a Ramondo save or it was off
0: the post. Yeah, well, and it was a great really- play by Espria who who got it at the top of the 18 and didn't even just kind of took out a sh- shot out of nowhere through through a crowd of guys without any run up and hit the crossbar and the naughty was there to tap it home. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're right that it was a little it was a little lucky that he got the rebound. But it also felt like it was coming, I I want to, coming, talk I I'm going to talk about the Wings in
1: a couple seconds. I'm going talk about the Wings then, because I ah, – we'll get to that in a second.
0: Okay.
1: So, um, out gets the first goal, and then it's, you know, washer and repeat. They pack it in. We're hammering, and then the Olave PK. I mean, but realistically, like, we can't break down people park the bus, and we need to figure out a plan B when that happens. Because if that PK wouldn't have happened, I'm not convinced he would have won. Even, no, but we didn't win.
0: We got a tie. I'm not going to yeah. say we've gotten a result at all. Yeah. I mean, so maybe all. So, I said earlier that the worst expected goal differential for a home team was Portland at San Jose. The second best expected goal differential for a home team so far this season is Portland versus RSL, right? So, we outshot them in that game. 26-7. to 7. Yeah. Now, first of all, you don't want to give up two goals on only seven shots, but that's that's a different issue. But well, so uh, you don't want to score goals on 27 shots. I mean, yeah, and and don't get me wrong, there are some really bad shots. We were taking shots from oh, yeah. well outside the box that that weren't a lot, but our expected goals were 2.76 in that game, 2.77, and Salt Lake's were 0.63. So I mean, that's what a set piece goal on a breakaway will do for you is you'll get you two goals. But Portland's attack was certainly potent. I, I think you're right. I think we should have been maybe a little more patient. There were a lot of goals from... Or a lot Especially of shots from that last, like, outside the box. that but. last
1: 20 minutes. You felt that urgency, and there was not much buildup anymore. It was more like, we need to score now. Yeah. And it felt very rushed from the Timbers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but again, like... And don't get me wrong, we're not going to have be up two players... Probably no, again not. this season. That said, I'm not... Considering we've gotten one point out of the last two games, I am still... I don't think we're in a bad place. I don't think we've no, played bad, uh, everything necessarily. We,
1: NASA, everything we've said needs to be taken with a grain of salt, because it's March. And we've scored, like, well, are we on a zero goal differential? We've scored five, had five against us when I was taken. That sounds right. 1-2-1, huh,
0: sure.
1: lost 2-1, two, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I mean, at least we're scoring goals. I mean, goals are. I mean, this time last year we were having a ton of issues with goal scoring, so I mean, it's not that bad.
0: Yeah, it's it's stinks because because we're putting all early. these chances and we feel like there's we, there's
1: not a game we could have not won so far. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly, and we only have four points.
1: But hold on, let me, me pose a question to you. What is your opinion on the wings right now with Milano and isria?
0: Yeah, they haven't been very good, have they? Uh,
1: No, I mean, Milano had that one shot off
0: the bar in San Jose. Yep. Other
1: than that, I mean, I feel like he breaks the game very well.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: but I don't know. I mean, I'm not convinced either of them. It's still early, so I'm holding my real opinion, but, like, I feel like it's been pretty subpar from the Wings.
0: Yeah, they haven't brought much. They, you know, bombed down the Wings. I... I think I mentioned this in our season preview. They don't provide a lot of defensive cover, although I will say Esprit has done a little more than I they, expected. Look, even both of them. Like, I've seen like, pass the San Jose game where Milano made a pretty nice defensive run. I, I they both like, have plays where it's like, whoa, that was awesome, and then you won't see them again for exactly. 10 minutes. But, like, the fact that it happened even one time, you're like, well, that's not coming. That yeah. yeah I, they've been okay. They've both not been great. I'll be interested to see if if Barnby comes on as a sub maybe this weekend for one of them.
1: What do you think about him playing a left back? Cause I'm I don't like,
0: think, I, I think Valentine has been fine. I don't think he's I done don't, anything. I'm, I'm not, it. I mean,
1: there was definitely a marginal improvement between San Jose and RSL in my mind, but I just, I'm not convinced he's there yet.
0: Really? What, what, yeah. what, is, I feel like he hasn't been very notable, like, which is good.
1: <laughs> no, not in the same way, um, Piafania was not noticeable. I feel like he makes defensive errors that are very blatantly his fault. I mean, I'm not sure if I have anything to prove that, but it seems like when anything hmm. comes down to his side, he's the vulnerable point.
0: Yeah, I might just maybe, be maybe I don't I, know. Like, I haven't, maybe I just haven't noticed.
1: But again, that being said, I'd also like to try Barnby because it's early in the season. I don't want to experiment later down the road. That if there's a time to do it, try to do it now. So you can try to figure something out that's going to work down the road. But the thing is, also, Barney can play in the midfield. He can play in defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why he's a very good pickup for us because he's versatile.
0: Yeah. Well, and we should mention, too, that Chris Clouty played 90 minutes for T2. Yes, he did. So he, he will hopefully be fit soon. Be fit soon. Uh, then
1: we also have Darren Maddox. I mean, we went from having very little depth on the wings to now having a, a log jam of at least three, if not four, potential starters. Yep. Good problem to have
0: though. Yep, and uh, Maddox did did come in for uh, Espria on in the RSL game. You With know, like one, one minute or two minutes left or something. But uh, yeah.
1: Didn't offer too much, but he, he did he had the Timber's jersey on now.
0: Yeah. So hmm. that's that. Yeah. Um,
1: so Orlando away. Orlando plays we're playing on Sunday, correct? So that was what
0: Sunday, eight PM.
1: On FS one, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, uh, let's talk about that.
0: Let's do it. Um, Avalardo, any, any, uh, logistical things you want to throw at us for as far as, like, pre game or, like, prep goes that you as a Orlando City insider, uh, can give? I noticed that there's an option, like, it seems like most people are driving, but they do have a shuttle from downtown. Do you, yeah. Have you done,
2: um... That's actually whenever I go to uh, Orlando City games, uh, that's actually the option that I take um, is the the free shuttle. What the city does is because of uh, limited parking out in uh, the Citrus Bowl um, and the large crowds that they do get out there, the city actually does uh, encourage downtown parking, um, which a lot of people do take advantage of. Um, So you can actually park anywhere throughout downtown Orlando. And something to note as well, if, if you are driving, um, if you do find, happen to find street parking uh, in downtown Orlando, it is uh, free on Sundays. Oh, um, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, uh, parking garages, most parking garages you can expect to pay roughly about $10. Um, and it's $20 days. at the
0: stadium. So
2: $20 at the stadium, yeah. there's also certain, uh, a limited number of lots around uh, the downtown area that you can, that I've seen go as low as $5. So it's fairly affordable to, to park, uh, downtown. Um, and then, I mean, downtown Orlando really isn't that big. I mean, it, it is a walkable city, um, so pretty much anywhere that you park within downtown, you're pretty much within walking distance of the Amway Center where the Orlando Magic uh, play basketball. Hmm. And just one block north of the Amway, uh, right in front of the police station, is where the shuttle buses pick up. And these are provided uh, by the city at no cost to to the fans. And they literally designate about 20 to 30 buses per game um, that they just line up. That's and. Not bad. They just fill them up with people, shuttle them to the to the stadium, and they just pretty much do loops between um, the Amway Center in downtown Orlando and the Citrus Bowl. Awesome.
1: That does not sound like a bad option, especially the twenty dollars uh, parking fee to pay at the okay. Yeah. Okay. So,
2: and and
0: on that note, uh, the games at eight tailgate or sorry the uh, parking lots and the tailgate I guess start at four p.m. They open at 4 p.m. and that's also the same time that the shuttle starts running. So it's correct, trying, you know. Just also,
1: to, please note that anyone who is going to park in the lot, you can prepay online if you haven't already done so. Yes,
0: and I guess the, they've been warned that it's possible it may sell out. Is,
2: do you think that that's what is that
0: probable? You think, Abelardo? Uh,
2: from my experiences, from the types of crowds, and um, from what I've heard of other people uh, talk that actually do park at the stadium. I do actually think that is very probable that uh, the parking, that the lot will sell out out there.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's a good tip. So if you plan on driving to the stadium, buy your ticket early for your car.
1: Um, So is there going to be a pre-funk for the game, or was there, you know, Saturday night meet that we're doing? I believe
0: I've seen something along about that. Didn't you talk to a bar?
2: Yeah, I um, actually got in contact with uh, a manager of a bar downtown Orlando. Um, it's called Frankenstein's. There you go. Um, oh, I just got the pun. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> you just got the pun. I right? literally just got that because it's
0: Frank and Stein's. But, yeah. Uh, oh, man, I'm slow. So, um, okay, I carry on. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's a downtown bar and grill, sports bar and grill. Um, and the reason I kind of went about choosing that particular pub is – um, as you'll all see once you get into uh, Orlando for the game, Orlando is pretty much a big soccer city now. Um, and you will see large Orlando City crowds in downtown. Now, this bar, even though it's in downtown, it's still close enough walking distance to pretty much anywhere that you would need to get to downtown, but it's kind of off. It, it's off the main drags of where the big Orlando City crowds are going to be. Uh, and additionally um, I did speak to the manager he was very accommodating um, a really good sport about uh, accommodating uh, a group of away fans Uh, he did tell me that uh, Saturday night around 9 o'clock he will have some tables reserved for the Timbers Army Um, so that will be Saturday night and also he's willing to reserve some tables Saturday during the day, so if anybody wants to gather and meet up before heading to the tailgate... Sunday, you mean? Right? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so Sunday, around uh, 2 o'clock, um, he's uh, agreed to reserve tables between about the hours of 2 and 5.
1: Awesome.
2: Um, so if anybody wants to gather there before heading to the tailgate, um, they will accommodate us then. Also... Um, at this sports pub, there is a parking garage attached to that building. It's called the Plaza. If you park in that parking garage and then go um, be a customer at Frankenstein's, uh, they will validate your parking.
0: Oh, so you could turn and you could you stay there through the game
2: theoretically. Um, actually, not really. They okay. said that the validation only goes for a certain number of hours. Um, but uh, I mean, like if you're there Saturday night, you know it, it, it'll work out right. pretty well if you come down Saturday night. So,
0: awesome. Um, well, cool. Here's you should uh, come up to Frank and Stein. <laughs> Thank you. On Saturday night, yeah. <laughs> uh, more more logistics here. Don't bring any smoke bombs or fireworks or anything stupid. Um, folks can bring flags or two sticks as long as they are PVC, not longer than five feet. Don't cap them. This is all standard stuff for away days. Banners, uh, they're, you're welcome to bring them. There's not a lot of space, I guess, in the away section. Abelardo, where is the away section? I haven't even looked.
2: Uh, I'm not exactly sure on the okay. exact section number, but it is on the second level. Of the citrus bowl on the northeast corner of the okay. stadium.
0: Okay, so so bring your binoculars. You <laughs> um, <laughs> you go the second tier
1: yourself, right? I, mean, so I
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, similar to how DC used to be. Yeah. Um, usual situation where that we'll be escorted in as a group thirty minutes to an hour of four. Um, I think I was meant to mention before that. If you bought your ticket via the Timbers Army, they'll be sending it out as a PDF attachment via an email probably, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, I would imagine. I think they're having their call with the ops crew at Orlando City soonish. And then they'll send out all the details for that sort of stuff. Uh, public service announcement from Drew is that Timbers Army is all general admission. So your ticket's gonna say seat A thirty four. But we're all one big TA family. So don't be the dick that insists that he wants his seat, guys. It's just and like girls, the Timbers Army. Timbers guys. Army is general admission no matter what stadium that is. That sorry, that I'll get off my horse now. What were you saying? Right there. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you need to take oh, me? yeah, the last thing I wanted to say is that, hey, this is our first game in Orlando. Don't be, be smart. A dick. Yeah, yeah, don't be a dick. That's, you know, I try to live my life by that mantra. Good philosophy. Yeah, and we're going to, so this is setting a precedent, right? This is the first time Timber's Army has ever been to Orlando, officially. So let's, you know, it's probably going to dictate how they treat us in the future. We want to be in good terms with the Citrus Bowl staff, and I'm sure plenty of those people will eventually be staff at the new Orlando Stadium. So let's uh, let's make them leave and say, man, those those folks they sing louder and prouder than any other supporters group, and they were civil and fun and enjoyed themselves.
1: <laughs> they were nice guys. <laughs>
0: they were they were great guys. They appreciated our delicious microbrew, uh, which I I believe they have some microbrews Drew, where, at the stadium. Where is this conversation happening? Like, are you talking? I guess in like a water cooler situation. Like, where is this happening? I I just assume that that's what all the security guards talk about is how the away fans the them, conduct themselves, anyway. Uh, I've heard that there's some good microbrews at the stadium. Have, do you know if that's true, Abelardo? If there's any good microbrews?
2: I'm sure. I've heard there are. I actually yeah. haven't really explored much of the Citrus Bowl, to be honest. I pretty much go in, hang out in my own section, and... Fair enough. Look back out, yeah. Fair enough.
1: Alright, so let's talk about the, uh, the previous game real quick, uh... Do we think there's going to be any lineup up changes, realistically? Assuming no injuries happen for the international window. Still. Yeah,
0: I don't see any, do you? Uh, again,
1: I can see Barnby coming in. You think? Uh, so
0: who do you see him replacing? I can see him starting at left-back, to be honest with you. I oh, think, right, you or, said
1: that. I think at the minimum, he's going to be in the 18, along with what yeah. Maddox do. Both of them will probably be in the 18. I think he could start, though. He's the more realistic of the starting of those uh, the two new guys. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, so let's talk about uh, Orlando a bit. Uh, so they've got, what, handful of points after the three games, a uh, draw with RSL, draw with Chicago, and a loss at New York. You know, nothing really to write home about. I mean, Kyle Laren's Kyle Laren, I mean, he's just putting up the numbers. Like, you pretty much know uh, no scene from last year. He's still... Moving on
2: with numbers. There is no Kaka. I mean, there's no actually, one right for street. I'm sorry. Uh, can I interrupt nope. there? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, the score line with Chicago was actually a 1-1 draw. What and, did I say? Oh, I, said, I said a loss. Yeah. Fair and you... um, And New York City, uh, Orlando actually won at New York City, uh, 1-0. Oh. So, so they they're actually on five points, points.
1: Five points, so
2: they're with uh, us. Okay. Sorry, guys. Oh, um,
0: yeah, no, one more than us. Anyway, means...
1: so, yeah, they're doing a bit better than we are. Fair enough. You know, they're <laughs> in the Eastern
0: Conference. Uh, they didn't tie RSL, and I'm pretty sure they, uh, they Oh, back. Well, that game was crazy, yeah. So they yes, scored they two back, goals back, in the last, like, three minutes of extra time to tie that game. Right. Yeah. So, obviously, they're resilient. Uh,
1: but, again, there's no caca. I mean, they don't really have anybody pulling the strings right now, but, you know, they're still a very good team. Uh, I think they're one of the better in the East. Um. They've in some new pieces recently. I've, they're a good team. That's kind of the short of it. They're a pretty solid team. I mean, I don't think they're really. I mean, pretty much with the exception of the New York game, they've still given up goals. So it would be of impossible to score on them. I mean, as far as I've seen, and I haven't really paid too much attention to Orlando, they do it to come out to play a little bit, so we might not see them bunker, which would play the timber strength. Um. I can't say too much much more to Orlando. Anybody else?
0: Abelard, can you speak to them at all? Have you seen them this season?
2: My opinion on Orlando is basically they play a full 90-plus minutes. Um, They are susceptible to having goals scored on them. Um, As you've seen, uh, RSL has scored on them. Uh, Chicago has scored on them. Uh, Even last year, I mean, they are susceptible to to getting scored on throughout the game. However, what I have noticed over the past year of uh, watching Orlando City is at least close to half the games I've witnessed, um, there has been a goal in the 90th minute or 90th injury time minute. Sure. Um, So regardless of what the scoreline is, going into the 90th minute, um, especially at, when playing at the Citrus Bowl, basically expect something to happen. It ain't um, over till it's over. It, it ain't over till it's over, as, um, as I'm pretty sure whether you, you watched the Orlando City-Real Salt Lake game or just saw the highlights. Um, I mean, Orlando City was down 2-0 going into the 90th minute and came back to tie it. Um, and I've actually seen that happen um, on several occasions, actually, at the Citrus Bowl. Whether Orlando was the one who scored, or I've actually seen them lose games there in the 90th minute as well. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be an exciting game. Um, I think Portland's gonna. I mean, they're they're a pretty strong team. Orlando, I think they're probably one of the more unpredictable teams in the East. Yeah, I mean that they are good. They're not at full strength, especially if Kaká isn't there. Um, but they're still capable of um, playing some exciting soccer, and um, yeah, pretty much keeping you on the edge of your seats for the full ninety minutes. There. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely right.
0: I think it, as Kyle said, it's going to come down to Kyle Aaron if he can keep up. I think he's he scored in all three games so yes, far. Yes, I think he so. Um, that'll be interesting and especially if it you know he's fast he's young he's quick he's good he's, uh, he's a good player mm-hmm. Make no so mistakes, it'll be interesting like. to see if Porchers and uh, Taylor can hang with him that'll be difficult that said I they have been Orlando's been dealing with some injuries on their back line and you know like Rick Shea, not exactly known for his defense he can get forward but he's not gonna you know blow you away with an awesome tackle probably so you know, this might be the game for Esprit and Milano to try to to make a difference and get forward. And to get, stay forward, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they get to that and if Audi can. I think both their starters at center back are like over six feet, so it'll be interesting. It'll be a good match for Audie. Yeah, so it'll be see, interesting to see if he can hang with them and hold up the ball as he as well as he has been lately. So lots of question marks. And Joe Bendick is their goalkeeper yeah, now. Timber, former
1: I always timber. liked him. He seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> no, I I'm actually surprised we didn't keep him around. I thought he was a very quality quality keeper. At least when we had that the 2012 year we found him a little bit. But former Timber. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't really have much to say about him. Just that he's a former Timber. But uh yeah, it'll be interesting interesting to see. Oh, and I guess I don't think we've mentioned yet that the forecast is for thunderstorms. So is it get... thunderstorms or rain was thunderstorms when i checked this morning
2: yeah, actually uh yesterday was pretty decent weather in orlando however pretty much the past three four days prior to that it was pretty much storming um every day in orlando and um yeah when when you uh this time of year when you see rain in the forecast um basically expect uh, scattered scattered showers out throughout sure. florida yeah yeah
0: so, I, I see isolated thunderstorms
2: there you yep. go bring a poncho
0: yeah.
1: exactly. That's a good <laughs>
0: omen, though. Let it rain, let it pour. The Portland Timbers score. That
1: that happened in uh, San Jose and didn't work,
0: Drew. Let's be honest. <laughs> Did it rain during the game?
1: Oh, it was dude! It was oh. pouring the whole game. Yeah. So, fair
0: enough. All right. Uh,
1: anything else anybody wants to say?
0: Nothing. Let's let's go. Let's go get three points. I'm excited to see you again in person at Florida. It'll be fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
0: I don't. I'm. Uh, my whole family's coming, so I probably will just show up for a couple of hours at the tailgate. I don't think I'll be able to make it on Saturday night. But um Drew, you're not gonna introduce them to the the Olsen clan? Yo, I tried to get them to come, but they are not even coming to the game. Uh, wow. that's that's how you go family hang out there. at Disney World. Yes. That's literally <laughs> that's they have seven day passes for Disney World.
2: There you go. Yeah. They they're doing it big. Well, have
1: fun for them and you can
2: enjoy the real fun. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, definitely. My family is actually flying in from Oregon uh, for the game. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! See, so see you have, they're yeah, flying
0: in. You yeah, my family's fancy. my mom's flying from Medford, my brother's flying from Portland, and they're just going to Disney World while a Timber's game. So, they're slack lacking. I know they're they're not well. My mom would play along, but my brother would rather watch the Seahawks. Well, thanks for coming on, Abelardo. We well, appreciate Much it. Much
1: appreciated. Thank you.
2: Yep. All right, look forward to seeing you guys at the game. Yep, absolutely. Kyle? True.